Hello everyone! How are you all doing this very creepy season? So, as most of you know, I've been very busy. I've had the absolute privilege of being on a few other podcasts as a guest this month. Most of them are out, and one more is coming. If you haven't already, run over to Stoner Buddies Podcast and check out my guest episode. I talked to Brian and Bean about the Warrens while we have a little smoke sesh. Big thanks to Brian and Bean for having me on. Great conversation, and I love talking about my favorite subject, the Warrens. Before I was on Stoner Buddies, I had a very, very special guest spot on Creepy Chisma. Now you all know how much I love Lore and her show. We had so much fun, and I have to say, I got a little fangirly when she called me her friend. Right back at you, girl. We've been chatting via social media for our podcast for a couple years now. It was so amazing to sit down and have such a fun conversation with her on her show, Creepy Chisma. She is absolutely amazing, so smart, so funny, and her show is by far one of my favorites. So definitely go check out her show and my guest episode. So now, today's episode is so, so special to me for more than one reason. First... It is my first episode of seven days of special episodes. I will be releasing one episode a day for seven days. That's right, I said seven episodes releasing one per day for the next seven days. The first six episodes will be amazing interviews with so many amazing people, all leading up to a very special topic releasing on Halloween. The next reason this particular episode is so special is because I'm interviewing one of my favorite podcasters, Lore, from Creepy Chisma. Lore is someone I look up to and someone who actually gave me the confidence to start my own podcast just by being her awesome self and doing her thing. I discovered Creepy Chisma completely by accident one day browsing paranormal podcast options. When I found Lore's podcast, I was so excited because not only does she cover paranormal stories, but also true crime, conspiracy, aliens, legends, lore, cryptids, everything, all my interests right in one place. I was so excited, and now I'm an OG fan as she calls me, which I love and she even invited me on her show. If you haven't heard my interview on Creepy Chisma, definitely go listen. I had the best time. I also told her my recent Halloween traditions have become decorating my house. But this year, with hers and Stoner Buddy's inspiration, I threw myself into my podcast to make this special week of episodes for you lovely listeners. I also attended an expo on the 21st with my podcast. Shout out to Tennessee Haunts and Legends Expo. I got a booth for Truth or Demons and met so many lovely people. I also got to meet the Raven's Veil podcast. They gave me some amazing little goodies, including a t-shirt that says Horror Nerd that I love and an amazing candle. I posted the candle on Instagram, but go check them out, The Raven's Veil on Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. They're a super fun, fictional, creepy podcast that has some really great writers and voice actors. Definitely go check them out. Okay, before I get too carried away chatting with myself, here is the kickoff to my creepy week of episodes, my interview with Lore host of Creepy Chisma. Enjoy! I'm so excited to have you on my show. This is such an honor. And would you first please introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about you and your podcast? All right. So my name is Lore. I am the host of Creepy Chisme. And um, I started the podcast um, during the pandemic years, uh, a little bit before Stevie started hers, and um, it's definitely been an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My podcast is based on anything and everything creepy. Uh, Chisme, the word chisme means like gossip, so that's pretty much what I do. I tell a story or a crime or talk about something crazy and then we just talk all gossip about it so yeah I love it 
Okay, how did your fascination with the paranormal begin? So when I was younger, I was always interested in like weird, strange, anything out of the norm. And um, <laughs> I actually remember I had a huge crush on Edward Scissorhands when I was five. <laughs> That's awesome. So I think, yeah, I think I knew right away, like, hmm, I'm a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've always um, been interested in things like that. I grew up watching shows like The X-Files and Beyond Belief and... Oh, yes, I loved that uh, one, too. Oh, yeah. So, all those shows, like, from the 90s, so... Yeah, I think that all helped make me who I am. And then I just come from a very superstitious family. We grew up hearing ghost stories and hearing, like, some crazy stories about, like, the neighborhood kids that my parents grew up with. So it's just always been around me. That's awesome. I love it. So what led you to start your podcast? Um, I love podcasts. I listen to them quite often especially like the true crime ones. Uh, I love that. But I just felt like there wasn't a podcast that I could listen to all the things I enjoy hearing about, uh, like conspiracy theories, aliens. So I was just like, you know, let me let me just start my own. And uh, <laughs> I did, and I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And people seem to enjoy it. So that's good. I definitely do. I love your podcast and I love that you cover all the topics and you can switch around because I do that. I have to switch back and forth between different subject matter just to, so I don't get burnt out on one. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people tell me that. So I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So creepy cheese delves into various paranormal topics. What's been your most memorable and what has been your most unnerving experience while researching or discussing these subjects on your podcast? most memorable <laughs> um i don't know if you listen to my demon house of gary episode mm -hmm. i tend to try to stay away from anything dark like demons mm -hmm. uh, i grew up in a very catholic household and um so anything like to do with religion and demons especially scares me um and there's a house over here in gary indiana which i do look nearby um which was big on ghost hunters i think the show is called with zach baggins mm -hmm. yeah is that the one yeah. he made the whole movie about yeah that's yeah the, one. the demon house so yeah I, yeah did an episode on that and during that episode if you listen to it so if you haven't go listen to it it's good um there's a, yeah there's a moment where my brother's talking and we hear a noise in the kitchen by his back door and some weird, like, there was just, like, little noises as we were talking. Because we made it spooky, right? We turned the lights off, had candles, and... Yeah. And then maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ever since that recording of that episode, we uh, always hear, like, strange noises at the back door. So, <laughs> I never forget that episode and that recording. Um, so, Yeah. Anything researching, like, hauntings and scary stuff like that, it, there's definitely something that um, lingers. Yeah. So, if you notice, I tend not to do those too often. Yeah. <laughs> um, although my kids do love hearing them, 
but yeah that's definitely probably the most memorable but then um also when i research like serial killers there's so much information and i do i get lost in it um but i start to have nightmares yeah same (laughs) i i've had to stop research before because i started having nightmares yeah it takes me i i try to just stick to one serial killer per season because it's like i said it's a lot Mm -hmm. but mostly because yeah i start to have these crazy nightmares because i I mean i work this is not my full-time job i work by day and so most of my research is done at night so i'm up until like nine ten o'clock and you know reading these crazy murder stories so yeah yeah (laughs) that definitely gets unnerving (laughs) yeah okay so how do you prepare for your podcast episodes? Are there uh, specific rituals or routines you follow to get into your creepy chisma mood? Yeah, so um, I try to keep like a weekly schedule. It's kind of hard when life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say I try to do as much research as I can. Again, I always let my listeners know like, this is definitely a gossip podcast. I'm saying facts that I've heard. I'm also telling you things that sound crazy that I've also heard, but I know that they're probably not true. So you're going to hear everything from me. So I try to watch like every video I can watch. I try to read every article I can watch or I can read. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And I just try to give you as much as I can. And I love that. I like my listener to think, be open-minded, and make their own opinion. Yes, I love that. That's one of my favorite things about your show. Thank you. Okay, what do you believe generates such a fascination with all things weird, creepy, and paranormal? Well, for me, I can speak for me. Um, It's just the unknown. Agreed. Um, I think... Yeah, I think all humans are kind of a little curious about the unknown. Um, Some of us more than the others, but really, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just that it's the unknown and the what if or, you know, what if this is real? What if there are ghosts? What if, you know, there is a demon in my basement? Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah, tons of room for speculation. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right. What are the hardest parts about creating a podcast with creepy and crimey subject matter? Well, like I said, it's the, you have to almost become obsessed with what you're looking into or researching. Um, For me at the moment, because I do so many different times, so whatever it is I'm doing at the moment, it's like, it kind of takes over and like, throughout my day I'm like oh my gosh um I'm thinking about it and I'm like oh you know I watched the video last night what did it say okay so like you're just constantly thinking about it you don't even realize it I can totally relate to it (laughs) I know you can (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just like becoming obsessed with it a little too much um but then it's also a good thing because when I record all of that just like comes back to me um and I do apologize because sometimes my thoughts are all over the place but it's because I just have so much that I want to get out mm-hmm. to the listener so yeah. <laughs> I totally get that <laughs> 
All right, what is your favorite true crime story? Ooh, I have quite a few. Um, right now, I'm obsessed with this case that happened close to home in Delphi, Indiana, mm-hmm. about two young girls, Abby and Libby, mm-hmm. who went on like a nature walk. This happened, I believe, in 2022, um, around Valentine's Day. They went for a nature walk and they disappeared. And what the crazy thing was, I think like 24 hours after they were missing, um, they had found them and they found one of the girl's cell phones and she actually had taken a video of a man who was walking on a bridge that they were standing on. And it was like one of the last things in her phone. And not just that, she also recorded him saying some words. So they released that to the public and I was just like, oh my gosh, this I think she was 13. This 13-year-old girl, like, might have videoed her killer. And I just thought that was amazing. So I'm kind of obsessed with that case right now. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. I totally – I loved your uh, – when you kept giving updates on it, when they were, like, catching different people and having different things come out. I was yeah, on the edge they, of my seat. <laughs> and they recently released, like uh, – because they do have somebody in custody for it. Um, but they recently released like the documents of like how the girls were found and it's worse than you can imagine. I mean, they're talking like ritualistic killing now. Oh, wow. Um, oh yeah. It's crazy. I want to gather all that information and do a a full episode on it, but we're so close to the trial that I'm just kind of waiting. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. That's kind of the case I'm obsessed with right now. I constantly check in on it, but there's one true crime case that kind of messed me up. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if I did an episode on it. I'm not sure. But it's called The Girl Scout Murders. Oh, I know that story. I watched the documentary on it. I was going to say, I think they made a documentary on it. And I think that's why I didn't make an episode on it, because that documentary came out. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what that crime is, check it out. Yeah, it's a <laughs> really intense one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I recommend that one as well. Yeah. So definitely check that that true, if you love true crime. Yes. It is heavy, yeah, it's a heavy case. So. Yeah, I don't often get into true crime, but it does creep into my cases. And I recently learned that Ed advertised as a criminal investigator for people who needed help with crimes, not just ghosts. I found that really interesting. Wow. Yeah, that really surprised think- me. Sometimes I think if Ed and Lorraine were still around, like, doing what they did, they'd have a podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think Ed would love it. (laughs) He'd want to be on everybody's show. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) Okay. You often also share listener stories on your podcast. Do you have any of your own you'd be up for sharing on Truth or Demons? Well, I've shared a lot of my personal stories on my podcast as well. Um, a lot of people like hearing that. Mm-hmm. Mm, I guess one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had, um, I shared one with you. So if you guys want to hear that one, go listen to my episode with Stevie. Yeah. Um, there's also the hat man. Are you familiar with the hat man? Yes. Yeah, so they think he's kind of like 
a sign of anxiety. Like a lot of people that have anxiety see him. But I know for a fact, I was wide awake and I saw him. Um, I've seen him a few times. I've seen him three times in the same part of my parents' house in the basement. And and, um, the first time... It startled me because our basement is very long and we have like a lot of doorways. There's like three rooms and they're all like one behind the other. And if you look through the doorways, it's just a long, like a long hall. And when you turn the light on in the first room, it lights up that hallway and you can see into the last room, which is really dark. And I turned the light on and just like really quick, I saw him standing in the back. And so I was like, (gasps) and then when I looked, he was gone. Oh, geez. And I let it go. Yeah, I was just like, okay, I I probably just, I'm thinking I saw something, but whatever. But then the second time I saw him, a friend of mine had slept over. We were up late. And I woke up really early um, because I heard a noise. And when I looked, there's a pillar in this room that we were in. And he was propped up against, like, just chilling, like, um, how can I describe it? Like a cowboy leaning on a wall with his leg mm-hmm. up. That's exactly what I pictured. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I saw. But, so I woke up and my first thing I said was, Dad, what are you doing in here? Because I assumed my dad. <laughs> I assumed him. Um, and when I did that, I reached over to get my glasses and then he was gone. Wow. So, and that one was like, I know I'm blind without my glasses (laughs) but it was just a black louette and I saw it so clear that I could tell he had his leg up and like he was just leaning on the wall on the pillar so (laughs) but the third time and the last time I saw him was really scary um I was laying in my bed uh with my back to the bed so I was looking up and I wasn't having a nightmare I wasn't having any type of dream that I could remember, but I just remember opening my eyes, and when I opened my eyes, he was standing right over me, like mm-hmm. next to my bed, right over me, looking down, and it scared me, and he took his two hands, and like, almost like he was going to do like a chest compression, he pushed down into my chest, and I screamed, and when I screamed, of course, I closed my eyes, and he was gone. Oh my gosh. And I've never seen him again. And my brother, my brother's like, he's inside of you. I'm like, don't say that. <gasps> yeah, don't say that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is chilling. Oh, I don't know how yeah, I'd that handle is, that. That really scared me. And um, I was kind of scared to sleep in my room for a while, but I never saw him ever again. That's so interesting. I wish we knew more. Like, I wish we could have more insight from... I don't even know where you'd get it from, but just more insight on what these hat men and shadow people are because we don't have much. I'd love to know what yeah, Anne Lorraine I, thought. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I told a lot of people about this, and this was this was actually before, like, Hatman got popular, like, on the internet. Uh-huh. And so when they made this documentary a couple years ago about the hat man, I don't know if it was the hat man or it was dreams or something mm-hmm. when I saw the segment on Hatman, I almost like started crying because I'm like I've seen that like I've seen this yeah <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> that validation always feels really good yes <laughs> I love that story that story was so good um okay so 
You unwittingly helped me create my podcast by giving me the courage and confidence to start. But given the chance, what advice would you give to someone aspiring to start their own paranormal and or true crime podcast? Do it. Do it. (laughs) I love that advice. I'm pretty sure that I heard you say something along those lines and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. You said you just did it so I can do it. (laughs) Yes, just do it. Like, it's so easy. There are so many tools that mm-hmm. are so easy and free and especially for like someone new starting out once you're into it you start to get to you know you don't mind spending a couple dollars a month to have better equipment or better stuff but um yeah it's so easy you can make a podcast on your cell phone yeah that's what I do I I'm electronically challenged and I do as much of it as I can from my phone <laughs> Yeah, like honestly, most of the times, like when I travel or I interview people, like I just take my iPad and my microphone and that's it. Like there's programs to help you make it sound better and, you know, and if you don't like doing that type of stuff, you can always hire somebody to edit yep. it for you. Or Yep, I hired him in the beginning and then I started learning on my own when I felt a little more confident to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do everything on my own and I enjoy it like everyone always says oh you like editing and I'm like actually yeah I do it's very therapeutic yeah and you know I do it the way I want it so. mm-hmm. and I'm learning that I, at first I hated it I because re- I, I was learning and so I would forget to save as I was going and then my app would crash and then I would lose everything I just did <laughs> oh my God. but I learned my lesson I don't do that anymore yeah, yeah, you, and that's the thing. You you're gonna learn through your mistakes. So yeah, just yeah, absolutely. Do it. I love and that advice, though. If you yeah, if you want to start a podcast, though, my biggest advice is practice. Yes. Um. Yeah. Practice. Oh gosh, it took me so long to get used to just talking to myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a whole few episodes before I deleted all of it and just started over. As you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah I you have to practice. Yes, I agree with that, and I, if I had done that, I would not have had to start over, but that, I guess, was my practice, and now I'm, I'm, I get the rhythm better, and I get into it easier, and the more you do it, the, each episode, it just gets easier and more fun. Oh, yeah. All right. So I sort of took a page from yours and Stoner Buddies podcast in doing a few special interviews for the spooky season. Would you like to tell my listeners about some of your guests this month and your experience interviewing them? Yes, so of course, I had to invite Stevie on. She was my first episode of Creeptober. Um, usually, I post bi-weekly, but for Creeptober, I decided to try at least once a week, and so far, I've done it. Um, I still have two weeks left, and possibly three, because, you know, I kind of want to post for Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so maybe two or three more. Um, but yeah, I've had Stevie on. We talked a little bit about the wars and the controversy surrounding them. Um, we also talked about her paranormal experiences and her ghost hunting adventures. Um, I had <laughs> my brother on one crazy night. Um, we just talked about like childhood games that we used to play that were kind of morbid now that we think about them as adults. Mm-hmm. Uh and then we just looked into some, you know, slumber party games that kids play today, like the Ouija board, which has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so games like that. Um, then I had another podcaster on. His name is Alves. He's from the podcast It's Giving What If. He's such a sweetheart. He's always up for everything that I give 
ask him to do. <laughs> so he'd be with his fiance, who they're both huge horror movie fans. We talked a lot about aliens on there. So if you like aliens, you might want to check that out. Um, and I still have some tricks up my sleeve for the rest of the month. I definitely want to do a Halloween special with some spooky stories. I've had um, some listeners send in some really good spooky stories, so I can't wait to share those. Um, and yeah. Oh, I am Maybe so we'll excited. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe um, I'll get into some more hauntings for the rest of the month because, you know, we're getting closer to Halloween. Yes, I love that. I love that idea. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, so where do you see Creepy Cheesma in the distant future? Well, like I said, um, creepy cheesement is kind of my side hobby. It's not like my, it's not my everyday job, although I wish it could be because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fortunately, life, you know, you got to pay bills and stuff. So I continue working, but hopefully for the future, I feel like this year I've gotten closer to a lot of different podcasters, especially podcasters that I actually enjoy and like. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've had a few others reach out that I, you know, never even heard of. So I'm excited to grow my podcaster family and friends and, um, just continue on with what I'm doing. I never intended for this podcast to be something that can financially help me, but it's more of just to do what I love and that's to tell scary stories stories (laughs) yeah for sure I feel the same like I I love doing this it's definitely my side hustle as well as it's not even a hustle really it's just for fun and I spent way more money on it than I've ever earned on it so (laughs) but it's so much fun and I really enjoy it yeah so I just want to continue to put out more stories you know and you know, people can choose to listen or not. They'll, they'll always be there, so. Yeah, I love that about that. Like, you can put them out there, and you get new listeners every day. Like, people sharing oh, yeah. it, people coming across it. I love that about it. Yes, and I have so many episodes now that I'll get messages from people that talk about, like, um, a season one episode, and I'm like, what episode was that? Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I love that. I, I Yeah, I, I'm starting to get some, t- like, I've got ten now, and that's, kind of a big deal to my brain and it's like oh wow there's 10 laps like people can go and binge a little even (laughs) (laughs) all right okay so now let's get into some warren's chisma what is your opinion of ed and lorraine warren oh ed and lorraine (laughs) um i will say so before Everybody knows Ed and Lorraine Warren if you're into the paranormal community. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I saw them on a lot of TV shows, um, talk show, you know, hosts. Yeah. Had on, and they would be telling their sc- scary stories, and I loved hearing them. But I don't know. Um, I always say my intuition's pretty good. So maybe even as a kid, I just didn't, something wasn't right about them. Yeah, that's how my mom always, that's what she would say to me. Yeah, and then um, older, as in a young adult, they started making the movies, and, you know, I did go see most of the the movies, but I still was just like, "Mm, this Ed and Lorraine person, like, I just, again, 
I just, I don't believe them. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can relate entirely. And it's hard to accept everything they say because they're so... It's, it's almost like since they're so sure of what they say, it makes it, it's kind of off-putting. Like, no one's that sure because no one has those answers. Exactly. So, yeah. And they were, like, they're very adamant that, you know, it's this. Or, yeah. You know, this is happening. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, they leave no room for question. It's always, this is like, what it is, and this is how we're going to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, but, like, listening to your podcast, I do kind of view them a little differently, but I was talking to someone the other day on the Warrens actually, and how I feel like they're, I, I feel like they're like me, a paranormal fan. And yeah, they were probably reaching out in newspapers and stuff and saying, Oh, if your house is haunted, call us. I don't think they actually knew what they were getting into. And I don't actually think they knew how to handle it. I think you're right. I think that's very um, possible for sure. Yeah, but I think it definitely interests them. And they were like, let's go. They said there's something evil in their house. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then when they didn't, like when they would go and there wasn't anything, that's when they would, I think, in my opinion, that's when they would realize, well, this may not be real, but these people believe it enough or maybe the public will believe it enough that we can make something of it. Exactly. Yeah. So what is your favorite Warren's case? I would have to say, see, and I'm not very good with the names, but the one from Europe was the UK. Mm -hmm. The Enfield case. That's my favorite. Yeah. I really like that one too. And it's funny because they were very, 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 very barely involved in that one. Yes. And... To, and to that, I think it makes it a tiny bit more legitimate because they didn't have their hands in stirring the pot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then how do you feel about all the recent documentaries and um, the spilling of the new information confirming more on the side that the Warrens were frauds? It kind of just, you know, justifies my intuition and feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just in hearing, like, what's become of their museum and all that stuff and how it's traveling around, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, like, a joke at this point. Um, yeah, it feels like that. Because if it wasn't a joke, it'd be very concerning. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I still feel the same. Um, definitely feel still... I still feel the same, yeah. So... Enfield being your favorite, um, do you believe that one? And do you believe any of the others? Honestly, no, I don't believe it. <laughs> um, I definitely think they, I think something was happening in the house. I don't know what, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely think they took it and like made it way bigger than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I always remember the pictures that they took of the girls in the room do you know what I'm talking about yeah the so-called levitation (laughs) yeah um I I just I laughed when I saw it and I'm just like uh yeah I don't think so like I just yeah I don't know I just have a feeling about it but it's still my favorite case like I do like the stories and like um I did read up on it when you know a long time ago I don't really remember now but 
I was interested in it because it was like, wow, all this stuff is happening. And then the little girl did that interview with the demon inside of her, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Tommy. And he had several names. Tommy, Fred. Um, <laughs> uh, there was Frank. Yeah. I think there's a, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, all of that, I was just, like, interested. But at the same time, I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I totally agree. And I'm currently working on the David Glatzel possession and Arnie Cheyenne Johnson possession and murder. And mm-hmm. um, I'm I listened to some audio recording of David Glatzel's possession when he was 11 years old. And it reminded me a lot of the infield girls. It, it seems like when children do that guttural voice, it, you still hear the child's voice through it. And to me, if it was actual possession and a ghost or demon trying to come through, you wouldn't hear any hint or tones of a child's voice. So that's been bothering me a lot about working on the Ani Cheyenne Johnson case and thinking back on Enfield because the recordings are super similar. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, do you think possession is real? Um, I think people can get really ugly inside. I don't know if they're actually being possessed by, say, a demon or an evil force. Mm-hmm. But I will say, my grandmother, who I never got to meet, um, from hearing family stories, apparently people used to come to her, and she was kind of like a healer. And there's a couple stories that my aunts have told me where she has like kind of exercised people, and they saw it like firsthand. And uh, I don't, so I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I have to agree. I have heard stories that are so unbelievably silly. And then I have heard stories where it really makes you question. And I've heard recordings that make you question. The videos I've, I've seen, I don't believe any of them, especially the Warrens. They have one that's circle, circle, I'm not um, getting that word right. It is going around. There we go. There's a video going around um, of the Warrens exercising a man who claims to be possessed and it looks so fake. He looks like a man trying really hard not to look like a man. <laughs> it just bugs me so much. Like, it doesn't sound evil. It doesn't give me chills. Like, you see the comments and people are like, oh my god, I, I said a prayer. And, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. And I'm like, why? It's not that scary. <laughs> I've always thought, too, that when we talk about possession... It falls so close to mental health. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always think about the girl from, what was her name? From the Emily Rose movie. Yes. Was her name Emily Rose? <laughs> it was uh, Michelle, was it? Uh, I talked about her before. Yes. Uh, and I can't think of yeah. her name. But yes, I love that case. It's really, that yeah. one's really intense. Yes. Now that one, that one, huh, like the more I looked into it, I really felt like she had some type of mental health disorder. Yeah. Um, And her parents chose to treat it as a possession and, you know, put all their faith into their religion and their priest, and she ended up dying. Yeah. And they said she died of um, malnutrition. uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's a a big deal because, like, when you're having a mental break or an illness onset or anything like that, like, a lot of the time your appetite 
goes away or like they're more focused on other things than eating yeah so yeah I can totally agree with that and I'm I had that opinion of David Glatzel's case um when I was researching I was kind of feeling like he may have had a touch of uh, mental illness that instead of being addressed it was being exacerbated as the possession by his mom but then yeah. I watched that new documentary that just came out, which is why I was putting off my episode six. And I have a whole new perspective because some of the dirt they laid out in that documentary is intense. It's very, very true crime. It's very like there's other people to blame than you would have thought. Wow. And I'm so excited to share that. And I'm not going to spoil it for you because I know you want to watch it. And it is it is so yeah. good. It is so worth the watch. I was so shocked. Yes, I do want to watch it. You will super enjoy it, I think. <laughs> All right, so I've heard you say before you're not a religious person, except maybe when you're super scared. Same. <laughs> How do you feel about the Warrens deeming everything as a demon? So, yeah, I th- honestly, like, a lot of um, the fear of demons come from a lot of the Warren stories. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people assume when there is something negative or evil in their house, it's like, oh, that's why I said, like, oh, it's a demon, you know? Mm-hmm. It's but, always um, a demon. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know that. We don't know that. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not religious. <laughs> um, I do think there's evil. That's the, I'll say that. I do think there's evil. That's fair. I don't know what it is. Again, because we don't know what it is. <laughs> yes, and I am... That's my biggest hang-up with the Warrens, is I cannot stand the certainty that they portray when they don't even know, because how can they? They are not the, yeah. the ones given the answers. I don't care who says what. They were not given the answers by any confirmable source. So... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, unless... Unless a demon stood in front of Lorraine and was like, I am a demon from hell. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand exactly. how she labels it. You know, so. Yes, and um, recently I've been watching a lot of her. She's been recorded supposedly um, communicating or looking into the other side. And it really it really looks like an act and like... You watch TV and you can tell when there's a bad actor and like you can tell the difference in a movie and a soap opera because the acting is so night and day. And I felt like I was watching a soap opera. <laughs> so like I believe it. The gen- the, it's not genuine and it's, it's really frustrating that it seems so forced. And I'm hoping with the, especially with this new documentary that is coming out and with my continuing to put out episodes that it'll shed more light on that for people and they'll stop being so quick to take what they say at face value. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have a new subject I'd like to talk about. I'm very excited for this subject. What do you think about the Warrens and people who follow the Warrens saying all hauntings begin with an invitation, for example, a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just talked about this on my last episode. Um, I definitely think it definitely invites energies. I don't think it starts a haunting. I think, I think depending on what happened, land anything land the a toy 
right? Like a doll. Yeah. Anything can harbor energy. And so when something terrible happened or somebody didn't want to die, but they did, their energy just sticks around. And I think that's what causes hauntings. I don't think it's because somebody played a Ouija board. (laughs) If somebody's obsessed with playing a Ouija board and they do get someone communicating with them or something communicating with them, I don't think it's going to cause... I mean, so many people play with Ouija boards. Like, it's not going to cause your home to be haunted by something. Yes, I agree completely. (laughs) I believe you can misuse the tools for sure. Yes. But just know that when you do things like that, use tarot, use the Ouija. I mean, it... It's not an open invitation, but it's definitely like, you know. It's an open line of communication for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I recently heard an interview where um, I was was looking into some things and someone asked a man about, um, he didn't believe, he he believed 100% that Ouija boards were demonic, the devil, you should always, he, he said you should burn them, which... If you listen to the lore, you're not supposed to burn it. You're supposed to break it into seven pieces and bury it. I just learned that. But this man was so scared of them. And the man interviewing him said, so, okay, how do you feel about this device? And he goes, oh, I don't know what that is. Can you explain it to me? And he says, yeah, all it does is write. It was an automatic writing device. And it said, he said it, can't, it doesn't have a board, you know, that it flies around with letters and stuff. It just writes what's coming through. And the man immediately changed his attitude and said, oh, that sounds safe. Okay. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard that like someone who's so afraid of one device could be good with another just because of what they've had drilled into them about the way these devices work and communicate. I think a lot of the taboo that comes with things like the Ouija board, uh, my brother and I discussed this on my episode, is all it takes is one bad incident, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe somebody who did play with the Ouija board one night tragically died or you know Mm -hmm. was tragically murdered like that's all it takes and then that story gets passed down and then the church hears about it the church is like oh no ban these boards Mm -hmm. and that starts so yeah it it, like my brother said (laughs) people play the ouija all the time and you don't constantly hear stories of oh sarah played the ouija board and she's haunted by a demon now like you don't hear (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, have you ever played with the Ouija board? Absolutely not. <laughs> I knew that answer, but I wanted to ask you anyway. <laughs> and so you do... And, and I'm sorry, go ahead. Probably my, uh, this is probably just my Catholic brainwashing upbringing, mm-hmm. but also, like, it's just not something I'd even want a chance, you know? Because I have a story that scared the living crap out of me as a kid from family about somebody who played with the Ouija board. And I think that imprinted on my brain and I just always think about that. So I'm like, Oh no, no Ouija board. (laughs) Yeah. I have similar. My mom had a story that scared me away from ever using one. And even though I'm starting to, I'm starting to lean a little more towards the skeptic side on a lot of things, but I'm still Mm -hmm. wary of some things and With the Ouija board, I've recently gotten more curious about its power and if it works. And I get more and more into the idea of trying it. But I'm terrified to do it in my own house. 
And it says you're supposed to have at least four people to get any reaction, which I think goes along with the, the mental aspect of the psychological thing, the phenomena that when you want it bad enough, your body just kind of makes it happen. Yeah. And so I'm learning more and I'm getting more skeptical, but I'm still on that the edge of that fear because of the stories from family and friends that make me a believer. Yeah. Alrighty, I have one last question for you. What are your plans for Halloween? Ooh, so um, we were pretty busy this month for the beginning of the month. But now I have free time and I've already started like, what are we doing this weekend? What are we doing next weekend? Um, So this weekend we're doing, uh, we always do, my family, we get together, we do pumpkins, carving, painting, uh, mostly drink wine, but uh, <laughs> we do do our pumpkins and then we put them out so everyone can see them. I love and that. Then, yeah, and then I definitely want to check out a haunted house or two. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. I'm excited then, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chicken, but I'm going to do it. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> um, then, uh, like, just for Halloween in general, um, my brother lives in a neighborhood that's, like, super, like, that's the place you want to be on Halloween. There's just people everywhere. Everyone's outside with their bonfires, handing out drinks and snacks. And so he took the day off, so it's going to be, like, a whole day thing. So we're going to do that. That's always fun. Oh, that sounds so exciting. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so I'm out of questions. I loved having you on my show. And before we go, would you please share with the listeners where to find you and all your information on Creepy Chisma? Yeah, um, definitely. Thanks for having me, first of all. I enjoy listening to you speak anything. You can literally read out of a newspaper, and I would listen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely check out Creepy Cheeseman. You can find me on Instagram, where I'm most active, on Facebook groups, where I post once in a while, and on TikTok, where you can hear more short, scary stories. And, again, like on my episodes, it's just about anything and everything. So definitely check that out. I love it. And I'm so glad you love my show. That just makes my day. Like you are one of my podcasting idols. I love your show and I try super hard to be like you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're amazing. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I will let you go now and I appreciate you so, so much. No problem. And I will send you all the info after I get it ready to go and what day I'm going to put yours out. Yes, definitely. Thanks for having me, for real. You're so welcome. I will talk to you (laughs) soon. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you again so much to Lore for coming on my show and letting me interview you and get into some fun conversation about the Warrens, one of my favorite things to do. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Come back tomorrow for episode two of seven super special episodes. And real quick before I go, the next episode, episode six, Devil in the Courtroom, will be done very soon. The new documentary I was waiting on was so worth the wait, and I cannot wait to finish this episode for you all. Also, I have partnered with a couple amazing people I know to help promote their businesses. So at the end of this episode, I will have two ads. I love supporting small and local business, so please take a moment to check those out. Thanks for listening. Until next time.
Hello everyone! Are you ready to embark on a magical journey into the world of nature's treasures? Look no further than Into the Woods Stones and Crystals. Discover the enchanting collection of stones and crystals that will ignite your spirit and elevate your well-being. At Into the Woods Stones and Crystals, they offer a treasure trove of Mother Earth's finest gems, all carefully handpicked to bring you positive energy and healing vibrations. Whether you're a seasoned crystal enthusiast or just beginning your crystal journey, they've got something for everyone. From amethyst to quartz, citrine to obsidian, each crystal is a unique masterpiece waiting to enhance your life. And if you listen to my interview on Creepy Chisma, you know how much I love obsidian. But that's not all. When you shop with them, you're not just buying crystals, you're investing in a deeper connection with nature. Their crystals are ethically sourced and sustainably harvested, ensuring they protect the earth as they share its precious gifts. And here's a special treat for you listeners. Use code TRUTHORDEMONS, all one word, at checkout to enjoy an exclusive discount on your purchase. Ready to bring a touch of magic into your life? Visit their website, into-the-woods-stones.myshopify.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Explore their exquisite collection and don't forget to follow them on social media for updates, special offers, and crystal wisdom. I will put all links in the show notes. Into the Woods Stones and Crystals where the magic of nature meets the power of your spirit. Shop now, enter Truth or Demons at checkout, and let the journey begin.